I gotta say though, I feel like the actual witch trial was pretty pleasant. She only had like <laughs> it's witch in the trial, Hello and welcome to the Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. Amanda. Olivia. Today we are talking about The Witch of Blackbird Pond with our good friend and adult services librarian, Cassie, who is a delightful guest, didn't you think? She's a joy. She's a really She's a joy. daily delight. I enjoy stopping by adult in my rounds and saying hi to her. She brightens She brightens the reference desk. She brightens a cloudy day. She's one of those people. <laughs> yeah. She just makes the world a better place. Yeah, totally. So she loved The Witch of Blackbird Pond when she was young. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. We're going to prove that at least two of us in the room are witches. Absolutely. I thought all three of us were, but um, I've... I'm definitely self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed having taken a very serious test to check. (laughs) I know what the answers will prove. I think we'll get into that more in the episode today. Yes. (laughs) So stay tuned um, to, for us to figure that one out. And oh, one thing about Cassie that's cool is that she runs our experience kids collection. Have you heard of that, Amanda? I have. I've actually checking out, checking out. actually checked out the Michigan Experience Kit. What was inside there? Um, The Michigan Experience Kit was a puzzle, a Michigan puzzle. It was um, some books about Michigan history, and it included some music, uh, Motown music, which of course uh, comes from Detroit, and some movies that were either filmed in Michigan or I think I think maybe all took place in Michigan. It included Eight Mile. It included Somewhere in Time, which is a throwback with Christopher Reeves. Oh, and that movie. Jane Seymour. Okay. That was a heartbreaker when I was a teenager. So, so. it's like a kit. It's like a bin of stuff that you take home with you mm-hmm. and it all has a theme. I think there's like a Golden Girls one. There's there like is. a crafting one, a mm-hmm. cooking one. And you take it home when you're bored one night and you throw yourself a little party. And have all the experiences. Yeah. Well, there should be a witch one with like a little cauldron and some eyes of newt. <laughs> How to curse your neighbor book. <laughs> we both laughed a little too hard about that. Olivia. We cackled, I think. <laughs> I feel like we did. That's Cassie rhyming with sassy. Sassy Cassie is sassy on the mic. Cassie. You know, we like rhymes on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Oh, Hi, Cassie. listen Hi. to that smooth voice. We are so lucky to have Cassie here today. If you have been on our Instagram ever, mm-hmm. you would definitely have seen Cassie before. She's a star. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. The reason they're making such a big deal out of my name is because I often go by my full name, Cassandra. Uh-huh. You may know me as Cassandra. Is Cassandra like a Greek person do you get that a lot yes. when people's like all the time yeah yes people, people trying to show off that they know all the greek time mythology all mm-hmm. the time she was a, a greek prophetess that no one believed and people love to remind me that all the time that no one believed her and then mm-hmm. they fell to ruin because mm-hmm. they didn't believe her correct it's good to know always I listen to your cassandra that please yes she'll make a recommendation at the <laughs> reference desk and if you don't take it that's a really good point might happen to you a lot of Just people kidding. don't know that <laughs> if you don't read that book Something bad. The fall of Troy is happening. Yeah, the fall of Troy. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually what it's from. But anyway, really, she yes, she predicted the fall of Troy, and they didn't listen to her. 
We I'm had very a, fitting that you work mm-hmm. at Troy. I know. It'd be awkward if you worked at like magical. Novi or Ann Arbor <laughs> and you were telling the story and you'd be like, man, it'd be much cooler if I worked in Troy. We but definitely had a Helen working here mm-hmm. before and everyone called her Helen mm-hmm. of Troy. Mm-hmm. And she made sure to tell everybody everybody mm-hmm. called her Helen of Troy. Shout out to Helen of Troy. Oh, Helen. Cassie and I have worked together for a long, long time, and I don't know if you know that, mm-hmm. but how long has it not. been? When did you start here, Cassie? Probably 10 years. I started in 2012. Wow. You've worked here since right? 2012? Yeah, That's 10 did years. I, yeah. Did wow. you start in 2012? So I started part-time in 2011, and then wow. I started full-time 2013. Yep. I just celebrated my one-year anniversary here in Toronto. Congrats. Thank you. We love you. I got a tattoo. Oh, oh I repaid for it. Just kidding. <laughs> I also didn't get a tattoo. <laughs> Also, also speaking of funny things, um, our viewers can't see that Olivia has a t-shirt on today that goes with our theme, uh, since we're going to be talking about the mm-hmm. Witch of Blackbird Pond. I'll put a pic in stories. Please do. It says Village... <laughs> that means I've just heard other podcasters <laughs> say that. <laughs> it says Village Witch, mm-hmm. and it's in black and white, and has this spooky house with a ghost coming out of the chimney and a Is moon. it made of candy? Is it made of brick? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my Halloween shirt. Like when I don't want to commit to a full Halloween costume, I just wear this because it says witch on it. Mm -hmm. But it's apropos for today because we are talking about The Witch of Blackbird Pond, which was, Cassie, would you say it was like your favorite book when you were young? Um, I don't know if it was my favorite book. It's just one that I always remember and tell people about when they ask. Um, I think I read it when I was in fifth grade. So what did you love about it? Oh the unfairness of it all i don't know i think you know when you're like in fifth grade and you just want to get out there and change the world i mean i still want to do that but i just yeah i loved it so much um i also had a really big crush on nat which mm-hmm. we can get into <laughs> the love interest later um i don't know i just loved it i loved the time period I loved how sassy Kit was. I just loved it. Did you love all historical fiction yes. when you were young? Yeah. Yes. What do you think it is? Man, did you love historical fiction too? So did my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she loved this book too. Mm-hmm. Like oh, really? big time. Mm-hmm. Loved Witch of Blackbird Pond. Why do you think kids love historical fiction? I don't know. I think um, it's like definitely an escape. And that's probably why I like it as an adult too. And I like learning something about a different culture or a different time period. Or I don't know. Maybe I wish I lived in another time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's when you're a kid, I almost feel like it's a. I hate to use the word safe, but sort of like a safe way to explore mm-hmm. history. And I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like nonfiction for kids, I was talking about this with one of the other librarians yesterday in the kids department, I feel like nonfiction from when we were kids in the 80s and early 90s was very dry, and it was very much like what you would give an adult, but with less, you know, less words and a couple more pictures, versus now I feel like people the last, you know, couple of decades, people are writing more specifically for that age not just mm-hmm. softening adult nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So I think for some kids, it's like, no, nah, I don't want to read nonfiction. Like, it's going to be a lot of facts and stuff. But they're interested enough about that time period. They want to read something. And I think there's something attractive about, I can still learn something, like you said, about history or different yep. time, different people. But there's a story that's going to move it on. It's not just going to be a book about facts. That's boring. Although I feel like nonfiction nowadays is so great amazing i feel like i haven't grown much though because i'm still the same way i still read historical fiction to get my facts and a little taste of history and i'm not reading nonfiction, even though there's wonderful nonfiction out there Mm -hmm. that reads like fiction i like to read both and i feel like historical fiction to me or just any kind of Mm -hmm. fictions a lot of it will kind of push me towards 
even if it's just Googling and finding like a good article or getting a book and just reading a couple paragraphs, I feel like it always encourages me to do a little bit more research of about like course. a time period or a place because yes. they inevitably mention something where you're like, oh, I want to learn a little bit more about I that. Know. Or a real person. My yes. favorite is when it's historical fiction and it's imagined of a yes. real person's life. Yes. Love that. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes that feels a little like scandalous. Oh, it's though. naughty. It's naughty. Like I, when <laughs> I read is. The Paris Wife, I was mm -hmm. like, hello, governor. Scandal. That was about. <laughs> hello. Hello, <laughs> sailor. Oh. It was about Hemingway's wife. And it was just yes. like oh. very detailed about yes. their like personal intimate life. If you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. When they had grown up time looking together. Looking for a spicy yes. book. Yes. The Paris wife. Yeah, the Paris yeah. wife. And then it's like, Spicy. It, this is somebody's real life though. But yeah. then I'm like, but I also am so nosy. I do want to know what happened in real people's lives. That's right. why I love memoir so much. Of course. Very true. I do too. Mm -hmm. I love Spill memoirs. It. I think there's something particular. I don't know if men feel that way as much, but women definitely, f I think, feel that way because we don't historically haven't seen women's stories told as much. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only way we get to know, like, how do women live? Mm -hmm. How do you be like a cool one? Mm -hmm. So we should say a little bit about what the story is about. Mm -hmm. So it's about Kit, who um, was, you're better at this, Amanda. Do you want to give the synopsis? Sure. So story starts out following um, Catherine Tyler, who goes by the name Kit. She is fleeing Barbados at the start of the book after the death of her grandfather. And she is coming to New England, specifically Connecticut, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. to Connecticut to stay with her aunt. Um, we find out pretty shortly after she arrives that um, her family did not, in fact, know she was coming. So it sort of follows her. It takes place in Connecticut during Puritan times, 1600s. I forget what the it time says frame 1687. Is. 1687. So kind of pre-Salem witches, but not too far ahead of that. And um, yeah, I kind of, you. I feel like they do a good job giving a well-rounded look at what a puritanical family would be like. Mm -hmm. There's also some um, action happening between some of the townspeople about whether or not they want to support the government, if they're going to be a loyalist to the British crown, or if they're trying to, there are already some rumblings about independence in the um in the new colonies. So, um, so, you know, some interesting pre-revolutionary war historical mm -hmm. fiction for kids. So not, we actually talked about this a little bit. That is probably one of my least favorite times in American history, Me too, I but I was surprised how much I actually enjoyed the way that right? they wove the story together with this book. And I think it would still be very interesting for kids. I think so. I feel like this book aged really well because this book so. came out in the sixties. 50s or 60s, 50s or I think. 60s, yeah. Wow, it's older. Really? It's mm -hmm. older. I'm always surprised at how old the books are. We talked about this, are. yeah. It's a new, Newberry Medal Award winner. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Kit, so she's from Barbados, and she's like, has a bunch of money, and it's like a little bit shocking because it's slave money, and mm -hmm. she just like doesn't think about the reality of that mm -hmm. at all, but these Puritans are like... So there's this Look culture at you wearing colors. Colors. Right. Wearing <laughs> She's colors. wearing these like elaborate dresses. Pretty dresses. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is wearing, you know, their Grace pilgrim wear. Yeah, gray. <laughs> Things made out of potato sacks. Yeah. And and she like does she's really struggling to fit in. Everybody is like super religious. I mean Puritanical. Mm -hmm. Puritanical. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she had a level of independence too that her grandfather let her yes. have. So she is like 
shockingly independent woman in the 1680s. She can read. She, yeah, she's literate, which, educated. again, educated. not normal for Very the time. suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a witch. Yeah, so <laughs> then kidding. she, the, then what the part where I started really getting into the story is where she befriends this old Quaker woman who lives really literally in the margins of this village. She's like mm-hmm. next to what was like a swamp adjacent <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. cabin where she lives by herself and she's not accepted by the Puritans because she's a Quaker and that's like mm-hmm. scandalous. Scandal. Mm-hmm. And she has like a cat and which, Kit is not supposed to befriend her, but she no. does. No, I wasn't calling her a witch. I was going to say witch back then. Some people actually did <laughs> believe that it, that cats were um, oh, a really? devil, like a, a devilish creature oh. and that they were something that, that witches would have. So, you know, Wow. Going back to later, you know, people start accusing her of being a witch. You know, mm-hmm. she had a cat. She lives out on her own. She's a different religion that they have issues with, which is so funny to me because Quakers are such like sweet, yeah. mild-tempered, gentle, gentle yeah. pacifists. And they're like, she's a witch. I have a question for yes. you. Do you think that children always have to have... <laughs> Sorry, I'm a heavy sire. It's because I just talked a lot and I'm out of breath. <laughs> God, now you're going to notice I do it all the time. <laughs> Sorry. Do you think that children have to have like a third place, like adults? So there's this idea in adults that you have to have a third place. So you have your house, which is your first place, your work, which is your second place. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere else, which is your third place. It could be like a coffee shop. It could be a bar on cheers, the bar, a place where you, it could be your friend's house, Mm -hmm. your like mom's house. It could be just like somewhere. Do you think, do you have a third place? And do you think, yes. Do you think oh, you children, do? did you have one as a child? Wait, what's your third place? I did not have one as a child, but I have one as an adult. What's your adult? There's a farm I worked at, funny enough, in New England, but it's in Massachusetts. And I spent five years there in my 20s. And because of the work that we did, it was working in mental health, which can bind you really closely with your coworkers because it's extremely stressful. It can be very real. Um and because of the fact that I went there straight from college and I was young and it was some very formative years for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my friends still work there. And because I feel like I grew a lot as a person and I love that job so much. and I love the people that are still there. That is still one of my safe spots. Like a home, oh. a safe mm-hmm. spot. That's yeah. a better way to say it than a yes. third place. So nice. Um, I think for a lot of kids, the library is there. It was for it's, me. Yeah. I guess it probably was for me, too. It was too. for me, too. I was yeah. there every Saturday. I didn't yeah. think about All that. Right. I mean, look at us now, but somewhere <laughs> they can go and read and yeah. sit. No one's going to bother them. Um, you don't have to buy anything. Yeah. You, you don't, don't have, have to buy money. anything. You mm-hmm. can just be there. I think definitely. Um, maybe like my backyard. I know that counts as my home, but maybe like my backyard like or like the woods. Space, behind. Exactly. Yeah. Go be by myself. Yeah, go a read a book thing. outside. She likes the woods, Olivia. She's obviously a witch. Oh, good. She's <laughs> a witch. <laughs> I'm telling I'm sorry, the, the joke's going to be so end by, old by the end of this episode. She's a witch. Yeah. I'm so not I, a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> what's that? Oh, the princess bride. bride. <laughs> yeah. So she has this like safe place because she's not accepted at home. I thought that was like one of the, if we're talking about like universal things that happened in a mm-hmm. book that mm-hmm. has a very particular mm-hmm. time and place that like as a kid you need an escape from your family sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she has this like one understanding adult who's kind to her mm-hmm. and I felt so invested when I was reading it so this is the first time I've ever read it same and I was like nothing bad ever better happen to that witch lady because oh. I love her so much <laughs> well guess Hannah. what no, I'm just kidding Hannah everyone. Tupper I love Hannah her name Tupper, I, I love was like her I name. wonder if Hannah Tupper's 
Um, someone in her family created Tupperware generations oh, later. <laughs> guys, I gotta tell you, I've always kind of disliked the name Hannah because of Hannah Montana. Oh. I don't know why. I just was older but, than that. And so I always found it like annoying, I guess. Uh-huh. And then Hannah, I always felt like it was like a teeny bopper name. No, it's a old fashioned Quaker oh, lady name. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Do you have a name that you don't like, Amanda? <laughs> I mean, I don't like my own name. I've never liked the oh. name Amanda. Oh, do you like your own name? Well, yeah, I foretold the fall You dry. foretold what's going to happen Duh. if people don't come to the library. The city will fall. <laughs> um, can we talk a little bit about and unpack her family life? Yeah, of course. I want to talk about her uncle. Okay. Oh, he was Let's a handful. Yeah. So we meet her uncle when she's, is when she's sharing her dresses with her mm-hmm. cousins, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all like doing this female bonding moment where all, they're all trying on the clothes. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he's like, get off those clothes. Like, <laughs> get off those, those clothes. Dresses those clothes off. Take that devil wear. Put it in the attic. <laughs> no women in my home will be wearing. Right. And he doesn't want her to wear her dresses either. They mm-hmm. have to make her like a, a burlap sack dress. When you read that scene, how did you feel, Cassie? <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Sad. The saddest thing ever. So we cut a hole in this burlap sack. <laughs> Pretty kind of <laughs> shove it over I your head. Stitch up the sides, ladies. <laughs> Cover her their petticoats. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making them sound like a moonshiner. Yeah, this is Connecticut. (laughs) Um, I think I remember them describing, or the author describing her as a tropical bird, Mm -hmm. a literal tropical bird, because she's bright and colorful and comes from the tropics. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't love that scene. I can't even remember. The uncle's name is Matthew, right? Yeah. Matthew? Um, Yes. Not that it matters, but yeah, Matthew Wood. Matthew Wood. Now, I will tell you that I come around to him in the end. Yes, same. Good. I did not like anybody in her family. I liked her cousin. That's really sweet. But I was like, she's like the Beth figure from Little Women yes. where she's, she's like too wholesome. Yes. Sweet. Sticky sweet, as mm-hmm. I like to call them, where you're just like, oof. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think if I had read that scene when I was a kid, I would have been enraged I was enraged yeah Mm -hmm. I would have been furious I would have been like what does this literal dad have to say to us when we're trying on dresses like Mm -hmm. get out we don't have anything try knocking what if they're in their underclothes yeah (laughs) I know it's your house but maybe like stop your boots make a little noise before you bust (laughs) into to beauty and the beast yell at somebody and you know what is so funny as I'm reading this when it gets to Uncle Matthew busting in on them trying on the dresses it reminded me of when Belle almost touches the and the beast oh, and he's like, what are you doing? Get out. I told you yeah. never to go it, to the yeah, totally reminded me of that where sweats. he was like so mad and, and mm-hmm. when you watch that as a, you're a kid, you're like, God, what's the big deal? Like, I go in my siblings' room all the time and touch <laughs> all things. All the time. But reading this as an adult, I was like, calm down. We I get was it. like, calm down. Mm-hmm. But then I also, and I think, Amanda, I told you this already, I mm-hmm. had a different little like perspective on it yes. as an oh, adult absolutely. because I understood that they were like, bought with slave money and like yeah, understanding right, yes. that like and it right. made t- i went on this whole like i'm like a really fun person so i went yeah. on this whole journey about like fashion and like how Ooh. it's all based on Ooh. like enforced labor and how we all like is it feminist uh. to like clothes but then with fast fashion it's like not it's like human i know 
I know. Mm-hmm. I am drooping my I'm shoulders so, so low. Cassie's like melting <laughs> into her chair with depression. Now. It's funny so when sorry. you revisit some of the stuff as adults, you're like, wow, I didn't catch that when I was a kid. No, you wouldn't have. And it no. kind of makes sense that Kit wouldn't have. I mean, I guess she lived it. So maybe she would have understand like people were mm-hmm. being sold. Yeah, she but if that was like somebody. the normal and that was okay oh, because she did. you treated. She sold her slave yeah, for, her, her, for her passage. Her passage. Oh. But it's like, it's a little bit of that if you were raised with that and you were always told that that was okay and the Bible says that they're supposed to be slaves. Mm-hmm. It's like you kind of grow up being like, oh, so nonplussed about it. But then, you know, you go somewhere where they're like, that's oh, disgusting. It's mm-hmm. like you start to pause and think about it, like, yeah, it isn't right. And she gets to that point later in the book where she kind of starts seeing how what she did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's true. the most interesting part, I think, for me. As a child, you're right. I was enraged basically through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Let Kit wear her dresses. Let her go visit the witch. Let her do let whatever her she wants. Witch. Let her live her life. But I think as an adult, I was reading it also thinking Uncle Matthew was just trying to help her survive yeah. in his world. Yeah. And he knew that she would never be accepted. And he just wanted her to kind of fit in, mm-hmm. which, you know... Which was a stinks, but yeah, yeah. Which was a survival mm-hmm. to be able to fit mm-hmm. in. I have a question for you about small towns because you oh, grew up in small towns. I'm from a small town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Charlotte, Michigan. How small is that? Um, or I how think, small was it when you were growing up? I think roughly? we had like nine thousand okay. population. Nine thousand. That doesn't sound terrible. Anyway, everybody knows each other. Everybody knows each other's business. Right. Mm-hmm. So you probably that also is sort of like survival technique. Like if people accept you, because if you're whatever shunned, and then whatever the modern version of that is in your town, <laughs> She's a witch. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just have to leave and move to. Troy, Michigan. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, now we're seeing your origin story. Now, now Troy is known for hiding people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can hide in a bigger city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, unpacking a little bit more of the story, which I forgot at the beginning when you asked for a descriptor. So, when Kit's on the ship, she meets Nat. Oh. who is the oh, captain. Oh, I know, man. right? She meets Nat, who is the captain's son. She does something very spontaneous at the beginning, and this little girl drops her toy, so she jumps out of the little boat that's taking them to shore and grabs the toy, and it's, you know, she's from Barbados. She doesn't think the water's going to be freezing mm-hmm. at that time of year, and she gets pulled back into the boat by Nat. And Nat, who is the captain's son, is just like very um, frustrated by her mm-hmm. actions. And everybody on the boat is very suspect of a woman who can swim. Mm-hmm. Because again, 1680s, women didn't do those things. Women wouldn't jump off a boat to save a no. child's toy. It's kind of the setup for later things in the story. But um, so that kind of introduces us to Nat. And she also oh. meets John Holbrook. Um. And he is a divinity student. Um, he's training under, let me see if I wrote it down, Reverend how did you say his name? Is it Buckley? Bulkley? It's spelled funky unless I, I type it. Anyway, he's Buckley? training under a minister, and John Holbrook soon becomes a staple in mm-hmm. the um, the Wood household where um, Kit is staying with her uncle Matthew and Aunt Rachel and her cousins. I gotta love their names. There is Mercy, mm-hmm. who is her cousin that has a physical disability. 
but is the symbol of Puritan grace and selflessness. Mm. And her cousin <laughs> Judith, who's kind of the opposite. She's kind mm-hmm. of vain. She's mm-hmm. a little boy crazy for the mm-hmm. 1680s. You know, if she was alive in the 1960s, she would have been one of those girls that chased after the Beatles. She's that kind of gal. This <laughs> but is she hides it well. Little women. This is a lot it of... It is. Isn't it? Like just hearing yes. you describe it. I didn't think yes. about it when I read it because it's no. so Puritan-y. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... The Mercy is, is um, bad. Yeah. Uh, Judith would be like kind of like Amy. Amy, for sure. Um, Kit would be Joe. Kit would be Joe. We just need And a- Meg would be John Holbrook. Okay. Not, not even kidding. Okay. He would be the John Holbrook because oh. she was the super like very yeah. tightened up, yeah. tied down. but Traditional. Then, very traditional, but then she kind of bends a little bit when in certain situations. And looking yes. after everybody this also. This is totally a weird was. retelling of oh. Little Women, but with a dude as one of the girls. That's right. interesting. The mom. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, maybe she would have been Meg. I don't yeah. know. Because John also reminds me of John. From, right, right. From, from the other John. Yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah. He was sort of like upstairs. So maybe it's just like an amalgam. Three of the, three of the little women. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And then there's also William Ashby, who is the wealthy, mm. son of a wealthy man in town who mm-hmm. takes a fancy after, um, takes a fancy in kit. Lori. That's he the is kind He's of a Lori character. character. This he is takes he gets a crush on Kit, who is our Little Women Joe character, but Judith, who we said is like mm-hmm. Amy, mm-hmm. is oh, actually boy. the one that likes him. And do they and, wind up together? Who knows? Well, I was just going to spoil it. Gonna. Do we not do spoilers on here? Um, people have had like 70 years to read this, so That's I feel like true. it's okay. Yeah, you can spoil this it. This is Little Women because they end up together. Yeah. yeah. Mm. interesting mm-hmm. and she's very adventurous yeah. and she's naughty like mm-hmm. joe was mm-hmm. did you Cheeky. love little women when you were young of course oh my gosh See, I didn't, which I didn't one did you identify with the most who do you think joe, joe. really i feel of like 90 percent of the people of i ask say joe which makes it so much more fun i love have that. you guys seen the katherine hepburn version yes yeah, of course that was the one that part where she's like oh larry <laughs> In that Catherine Hepburn voice, like it makes me cry every single time because she's like holding him when he confesses her love, and she has this one just big fat tear, and I'm like, oh, I got something in my eye. I'm pretty sure it's sand. I'm gonna go need to wash my face. Like I can't, I can't. Oh, what's your favorite version of Little Women movie? Mine's a tie between that one, which came out in 1934, I think, and the one with Winona Ryder, which came out in 94. That's the best. It's my favorite. So I loved that one the most for, I mean, I still watch that one every Christmas. I love that one. I really like the new one. The new one's fantastic. Yeah. You don't like it. Are we talking about the one with that guy? I don't like. Uh, Timothy Chalamet. He's a terrible Laurie. He's not a good Laurie. He's a terrible Laurie. I don't like him in any movie I've seen him in. I I just don't agree. He's going to be Willy Wonka. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Something about him is. Why are they making another Willy Wonka? I think they're making an origin story, Mary. Maybe, right? Or. We decided we were done with Willy. Can we not right. just stay with a classic when it's a classic and leave it alone? I don't know. We have to talk about Prudence at some point. Well, let's talk about Prudence. So eventually in the story, uh, there's a little girl named Prudence who was um, circling back to the beginning. She's the one who dropped her toy that Kit jumped out of the boat and saved the toy. So Prudence always kind of has this soft spot for Kit. And Kit starts teaching her how to read at Hannah's house. Hannah, who later gets accused of being a witch and the townspeople do bad things to her house. And um, so 
eventually the story kind of comes to a head when Kit is put on trial for being a witch. And Prudence mm-hmm. kind of Prudence and Nat kind of come in and save the day. Yep. And um, I just love that her name is Prudence. Oh, I yeah. just Let's I love that her it. name is Prudence and her mom and dad are good wife and oh. good men. Cruff. Oh, These they're names, awful. They just they're awful. Ch- I know. Did either of you guys her read mother. the short story by Nathaniel Hawthorne called um, Young Goodman Brown? Yes. Yeah. I love that yeah. story. Is that when he's hung or he's shot? He's that one is where they go in the woods at night and they think there's evidence that there was like some devilry or, or witchcraft happening. And I have, I read it like in 1998, but highly recommend that if you want a fun, creepy short story around holidays. Mm. I think it's like a 30 page story. But I kept thinking of that because the name Goodman. So anyway, I just kind of wanted to do that since we're talking about characters. That was just another name for Mr. and Mrs. Or I think so. I think that was a Puritan Mr. and Mrs. Goodman and Good Good Wife. Because I can't imagine her parents legitimately named her Good Wife. But you don't know they're Puritans. Maybe that was like a first name back then. Maybe her name was Good Wife. They're like one day she's better grow up and get married because if she doesn't, this name's not going to work. <laughs> well, it's the only thing she can do in the times, right? It's literally right. the only thing she can do. Witch. Or else you're Why a witch. Why isn't she married? She's a witch. <laughs> Oh, yikes. I know. So oh glad I God. live today. Maybe that's why I love this book so much, because even the description of the work they had to do, the daily work, you would think they'd be boring, but I find it, I found it exciting even now. I just like <laughs> love learning about how hard they worked and all yes. the things they had to do. Mm-hmm. And then you can just sit back and be so grateful for your butter that comes in a, <laughs> yes. a stick and <laughs> you don't have to churn yourself. <laughs> I'm reading the notes that I wrote to myself as I was reading this, and I love them so much. You I put on notes? here, I, I do. I write down, like every so often, I'll write down the thoughts so I don't forget it. So I put in here, um, Kit's appearance at the Sabbath meeting dressed in an elegant silk dress <laughs> captures the eye of wealthy William Ashby. She's mm-hmm. dressed prettily, so obviously she'll make a great wife. <laughs> Kit figures it would be easier than Mar- easy, it would be an easier life marrying him. So I guess I'll go along with it. And then I said that was in the spring. And then I wrote summer. Kit becomes a teacher in Mercy's summer school. Don't you dare do plays. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> she does. Has the kids do a play? She acts out a Bible story. Uh, she acts out a Bible, a Bible story, story. And they get upset and they're yes. going to close their, their school. Yes. And so that just mm-hmm. made me laugh because mm-hmm. everything they do is, is anti-Puritan. Yep. Yep. Way of life. Yeah, it was so, definitely a time where they equated being bored and uncomfortable and unhappy with being like virtuous. Virtuous. Yes. Pure. Mm-hmm. I put in here, winter, illness sweeps through the town and people die, so caps. Obviously, Hannah is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> must be the witch. Oh, my gosh. I had a teacher once that was talking about how people must have thought about things like pre-science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were saying, Cassie, about like how they used to clean and everything and how it's so exhausting, it made me think about that. And it made like even like before you knew about germs, you just kind of had to like Mm. trial and error. Like, I know if I scrub this bucket down, I won't die as much as if I don't scrub it down. But they didn't have the science to back it up. They just kind of like it was like evolution, kind of. Where was that science when you they drink brown water? It's like maybe you should boil that. Yeah, but they don't, they just like had to like like they didn't know anything yet and it's so like yeah. stressful to read it's about so pre- stressful. And, oh and so the professor was talking about like black plague times when like 
things were happening mm. one after another, like just mm-hmm. horrible thing. And like, you would think that there was like, if you didn't have any of science, you would think there was, God was mad at of you. Of course. Yeah. 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 There was a witch cursing everyone. I like, get yes. it. Like yes. what was the ship where they finally were like, wow, weird. Nobody got scurvy on this journey. <laughs> oh my God. You know what we did differently? We ate citrus fruits because yeah. we were coming mm-hmm. back from Barbados and we right. had lemons and limes. Yep. Yeah. My best friend said this thing about being a parent. Um, she said to my brother and sister-in-law when they became parents, she said, enjoy every moment with them when they're little, because you don't know when the last time will be that you do something, whether it's the last time you feed them a bottle or the last time you push them in the swing and all that. I know she was like making all of us get all teary eyed. And I wonder about that sometimes with like historical stuff. Like, did people know that that was like the last time that they did certain things? It's like, did you look back a year later Mm. and think, man, we haven't had scurvy on our ship in a while, man, we haven't. We haven't had brown water in a while because now we boil it. You we know, haven't it's had like flesh eating bugs. Parasites. Wow, we were dumb. You know, it's <laughs> just like that. gosh, the, the last time they put we have made, you know, leeches on people's bodies. Oh to, god, that's still kind of them. recent history for some that people. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of recent history, so I did. Speaking of leeches, I did kind of. I did a little um, research about witches, yes. which mm. that was. Bummer. I could only do so. I'm not going to bring it to your table because there is only so it's much. Of it. I mean, I got to the point where I read about the Malleus Maleficarum. Have you read about that? No. It's this book that these two German Dominicans wrote in 1486. And it was a guide for identifying, hunting, and interrogating witches. It basically was just like, women are bad. Oh. They're going to, like, entice. It was basically mm-hmm. women are bad, and that yep. was a whole book. Like, they're, they're, they don't have virtue. <laughs> they're going to mess with you. They, like, bring disease. They're dirty. Women are bad. Mm-hmm. They're and evil. for a hundred years... Obviously. It was a bestseller. It was sold <laughs> for hundred years. It was what? sold what? more copies. Years. So 1486. So this was basically just after they started printing oh, books. Gosh. They printed "Women Are Bad" book, mm-hmm. and it was the second best-selling book next to the Bible for a hundred years. And I was like, "Well, what? I can't research this." <laughs> but that was only at ye old Barnes and Noble. <laughs> So we only have their statistics from that time. I was period. like, "What? When was, when was what? the Spanish Inquisition?" I don't know. But didn't they realize they needed women to, you know, yeah, but keep it was the population like going? Begrudgingly. Oh. 1478. Oh, my God. The Spanish Inquisition wasn't technically disbanded until the 1800s. Oh. Well, Dang. and so then they were hanging witches, witches, hanging, hanging. Drowning. Hanging, yeah. Drowning. All this bad stuff for a long time. In Europe, it was real bad. And then in the Americas, it was pretty bad. And then finally, there was like a little satirical article published in like the Pennsylvania Gazette. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they were, oh, in 1730, a satirical article about the absurdity of witchcraft and how it's like, if she floats, she's not a witch. If she sinks, she's a witch or whatever. Um, Yet no one knew how to swim back then. So, of course, you're going to think, right? right? And they were like, it might have been Benjamin Franklin who wrote it, but that was never proven. And oh, so I was like, fascinating. fascinating. But also Benjamin Franklin times and mm-hmm. witch hanging times were the same That's time. That's shocking. Mm-hmm. Like he was a smart guy. People weren't so stupid back then. <laughs> so there's no, isn't that, sh- like I didn't think those were like at the same no, time. No, I thought well, somebody that no. was a witch he used to go to France where he, when he was like <laughs> doing all of his travels for the U.S. and he was a philanderer. Oh, he died. Talk about yeah. somebody that he probably was a disease Oh, oh, can I say syphilis? Yes, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think it's okay. I think our audience is probably okay. 15, and, up. 15 okay. and up. <laughs> She's going to beep it, bleep it. It'll be like, I'm sure he had beep. <laughs> okay, we have to prepare. We have a oh, quiz. We have, have some a homework. A quiz? No this pressure. This is called the witch quiz. And instead of talking so about all of Whoever the depressing gets the most stuff, point is the witch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then we'll we'll turn you into the elders. Whoever. Oh no. Okay. Okay. So you give yourself um, a point for every of the following. So there's 20 things here. So we're going to fly through them. Okay. But give yourself a point for every true statement okay. that I read yeah, about you. I'm okay. Doing. Okay. <clears throat> so excited. <laughs> Are you ready for the witch quiz? I'm ready. Okay, give yourself one point for each of the following. You are a woman. You are 40 years of age or older. You have a visible wart or mole on your body. <laughs> These get kind of personal. <laughs> you, you do not have children. Uh-oh. You've had a romantic relationship out of wedlock. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> Please write the details in the margins. <laughs> That's going to be in the blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> you are friendly to children. You have stopped going to church. Amanda has failed this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> you are unmarried or widowed. You have female friends. <laughs> you, on occasion, talk to yourself. Oh, yes. Oh, God. You have a pet. Now... Give yourself an extra point for every cat you live with. Uh-oh, and Olivia. three extra points for every black cat. Wow. This is important. Don't Do mess up. Do you have a black up. cat? No, I have oh, a gold. Good. I have a beta fish. One. <laughs> She's a witch. <laughs> His name is Fish Fry. That's you adorable. attempt mm-hmm. to display your own sense of style with your clothing. Uh, you are financially independent or could be financially independent. Please include your bank statement. <laughs> yeah, Olivia, I want to know why you asked for our social security numbers before the program started. It's all on the up and up, don't worry. You know how to read and write. Oh, dear. You do not know how to read or write. Oh, so they can't win. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win. You know how to swim. You are left-handed. You have expired dairy products in your home. Sick. What is that about? You just make bad Explain choices as a, as a Puritan me. mother. You're wasting food. I might, but I'm just tired. Wait, was that number 17 you just read? <laughs> that was 18. Okay. You are outspoken, assertive, quick to anger, or irritating to others. Can I give myself one point for each of those qualities, please? I can't wait to hear how many points you have. Do I give myself one for each or just one point? Just one. I would get all the points on that one. (laughs) You have a neighbor who is angry with you. Hmm. Surprising. I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to my neighbors. I was going to say, are my neighbors <laughs> listening? They're shaking their heads. They're like, no, she's Turner. the worst. They're making that giant cage to dip me in some local lake to test their theories. They have the podcast on in the background. Okay. Wow, They're let's hammering. tally these up. Okay, I'm. Um, I got twelve. I got twelve points. Oh my god, I'm a sixteen out of twenty on the All witch right, spectrum. So now Cassie and I would band together. Oh, <laughs> wait, how many points did you get when you took this? Oh. Oh, she yeah. Got all of them. Real, witches, real witches don't take the quiz. <laughs> they just give it to you. She probably wrote this quiz when she was having she some sketchy bonfire did. at her house and dancing at midnight. <laughs> with her village witch t shirt on. Her, 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 her village witch t shirt. Her two cats. She's got two cats. 
One might they're be probably, black. They're probably dancing around the fire on their hind legs. Five <laughs> seventeen. Oh. oh, so Cassie and I will be we'll dunking be you to together. Test, test to see if you can swim when you're in Get a cage. Get your pitch for. I think if Cassie was really smart, she would turn us both in. Actually, she'd be like, "Yeah, she is pretty smart." Yeah, just call me Good Wife Sue. <laughs> good, good Wife Sue. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Well, it's been it's been a nice life. <laughs> My cats will miss me. But do you have a black cat? No, I have two gray cats, okay. though. Okay. I think that's what put me up. Well, how did I only get that many? I feel like I should have gotten more. I feel like I should have gotten 32. I was going to say, I feel like, like that a a 26, maybe. <clears throat> so, oh, my goodness. Wow. That settles funny. that. So any of that stuff, and that's what it was sort of, like, depressing about it, is that wow. there wasn't any, it wasn't, like, a reasoned no. thing. They would have these bananas trials where mm. they would try to, like, put women in water and see if they floated and it basically was just if the people around you wanted you to be considered a witch Mm -hmm. then you'd be a witch Mm -hmm. but um, I won't go into it too much but I did read about a real witch named Mother Shipton who was she was born in like the 1500s in England and her mother was like a teenager when she was pregnant with her so she went into like a cave and they were like who's the father who's the father and she's like I'm not telling I'm a teenager and they're like then you're not in this village anymore then leave so she goes into a cave and during a thunderstorm she gives birth to this woman this is juicy juicy and so then she raises her and she's like her daughter isn't like conventionally attractive i guess we can say okay she had a mole that was visible on her face (laughs) (laughs) she's friendly to children (laughs) oh we gotta get their schedule what is this there's not even weed to weed whack this close to the building i'm sorry Don't believe him. He's going to pick it back up. He will. He's going to walk And so then she actually was like a prophetess, and she um, predicted all of these amazing things that happened in England. The daughter was or the mother? He's like, you think that's loud? Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) And so this was the daughter. The mother Mm -hmm. was sent off to a nunnery, didn't get to raise her daughter. They were just like, bye. And then her daughter was like estranged. But then because she was estranged, she was playing outside in the woods and she like learned all these healing tinctures and stuff. And so then people started to like her because she could heal their. Oh, yeah, they like it. People only like witches when they're helpful. Gosh. Like when they're making tinctures, when they're boiling your children, all of a sudden people in town have (laughs) a real issue with the witches. Fair weather spreading. That kind of segue. I can segue into a fun witch joke now. Okay. So, what did the witch say to her victim as he was waiting? What? I'll be with you in a minute. (laughs) That's what my dad would like. But two. (laughs) What else do we have about Blackbird Pond? Well, Hmm. I can't. I was just thinking. I can't remember what exactly they accuse Kit. Why they accuse Kit of witchcraft? Because. She's teaching the girl to read. Is that it? And in the book, oh, it was like a symbol or something. She was practicing writing. So she was writing her name. Prudence, the child, was writing her name over and over and over. Yeah. And they thought that was witchcraft. That's weird. Right? Yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, Prudence doesn't know how to write. So she, why are you writing my daughter's name? She was writing her name over and over again because she was cursing her. Good call. Yeah. But it seems like. 
she was um, like a witch by association mm-hmm. because she was friends with Hannah. Yeah, right? and, and she was different that mm-hmm. too because one guy saw her mm-hmm. leaving her house. When she ran out there and was like crying in the field, I was like, "Oh my god!" Everyone in town saw you run out of town, all upset. They think you're a witch already. You got to stop going back to that house. I, I was know. getting nervous. I was too. I got to say though, I feel like the actual witch trial was pretty pleasant. She only had like it's <laughs> witch, witch trials. Witch trials go <laughs> because I mean this is a children bug but she spent like one night in a shed with like some gruel she had something to eat i think and then her mm-hmm. trial was the next day right instead yeah. of and it was three you know, months of you right. eating gruel and like right. losing 60 pounds and having rat bites right. and stuff right That's yeah right. it wasn't very i don't think it was a very dark book it was just like a claustrophobic book because you realized yeah. how much like yes. their survival depended on what other people thought yes. of them Oh, sign of the times. It's so like, glad we are not in Puritan times, guys. Thank you. Uh, yes. We were, um, Amanda mentioned the Crucible yes. before we started talking. And did you ever read that, Cassie? I never did. No. Oh. I know the story, though. Yeah. That one, though, I just read something. I don't know where it was, where they talked about how the Crucible was kind of disingenuous because it was like, um, women, they are the ones persecuting each other. And yeah. It's like, mm, I mean, they kind of were sometimes. They take the pressure off themselves, though. It's like, do you want to rat somebody else out or do you want to die and leave your kids without kids? It's like, ugh. Yeah, right. It's like, pitted against each other. Yeah, that is so funny because that actually just happened in the book I was listening to this morning and it was stressing me out. I was like, oh my God, make the right decision. (laughs) But was it witchcraft? Women no, are being pitted against each other. No, it was women other. being pitted okay. against each other. Okay. They were both involved in this crime, okay. and then it comes okay. to light, and then the person is basically trying to blackmail them. It's interesting going back to the Crucible, because the Crucible was like uh, retelling, uh, like it was his spin on the McCarthy trials. Yeah. So it's like... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was oh. written in the 50s, so it was like I mean, 50s, that. early yes, 60s. Course. And then I was like, so yeah, he, he, he hid his kind of take on that in that sort of thing. But it's interesting because, you know, it's like the women out, like ratting women out. But mm-hmm. think about the McCarthyism. People would rat each other out so that they didn't get persecuted and get blackballed and blacklisted and all this stuff. So... Anyway, I was just thinking about that. We were talking about, like, what was that really about? I remember reading something about that. But it's crazy because he does a really good job telling you about what happened in Salem at that time. Yeah, that's how I learned about it when I was in school. I'm trying to think of when I read that. I think I read it on my own in high school or middle Mm -hmm. school. college because that would have been an interesting one to talk about some of the really good books i wish they would have given mm-hmm. us as assignments mm-hmm. i read on my own yeah and then i'd be I like can somebody that. else read this yeah so i can talk about this with somebody well and then you um, met olivia and then i met olivia and <laughs> worlds <it> collided <laughs> we're like peanut butter and jelly mm-hmm. can i be the peanut butter because jelly makes me feel kind of sick like, oh, okay I have, a I have a serious mm-hmm. question okay. for you guys when you're making your lunch for example off topic and you're like, okay, you know, I'm going to have peanut butter and jelly tomorrow for work for my mm-hmm. lunch. Do you make your peanut butter and jelly before you go to bed and let it get a little soggy and no. delicious and then eat it the next day? Or do you make it right before you leave for work? I mean, I would make it at night mostly because my Time. life's too chaotic, right, chaotic in the morning. Yeah, but kids. no, I don't like it. When the jelly seeps into the bread. Oh, God. I that makes that. it so soft and oh, delicious. I, hate I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Oh, Olivia's making like a gag Amanda. face no. the whole time I'm talking. In fact, maybe I should spread peanut butter on both sides of the bread and then just put maybe jelly Maybe you in should the also put some oh. Doritos and pickles in there and tell me what you think because I also like to eat it that way. With delicious. chips in it? 
Doritos. Oh, I like potato chips at a Doritos for the salty. Yeah, Doritos for the cheesy. <laughs> it sounds disgusting, you guys, but try it. Like put in one Dorito and a couple pickle slices. One time my mother in law was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for my son and she put a slice of American cheese Ew, on the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I just I was like I, I thought she, she just thought he would like that and sick. Yeah. I have a friend who grew up in Buffalo area mm-hmm. and she said one of the things they would have for when parents had time to cook something on the weekends as a treat was, I think it was her mom or her aunt would make, shout out Beth, would make pancakes and then they'd get Velveeta cheese. No. On top or served on the side, but no. you eat it together with the syrup because the salt and the sweet. No. I'm going to tell you what I tried it and it's not really my thing, but it wasn't as like, it wasn't as gross as I thought it was going to okay. be. Yeah, it so. was. It really okay. opened up my world when I started trying Asian foods and like made peanut butter as like a part of a savory dish. Sure. I didn't oh. really ever think about like peanut sauce because I only I didn't grow up right. with it. So I don't like peanuts in food. I'm not a nut in food kind of person. <laughs> some Rita likes for our friends. Shouldn't you? Would you like oh. to knock out some Rita okay. likes real quick? Yeah. So please. if your kiddos enjoyed this book um, or like. Um, Books, historical fiction books that take place around this time period. Friends of Liberty by Gormley. Uh, The Dear America series is really good. They cover all different um, time periods in history in the U.S. Uh, They have one. Those Those came right after I think I was like a little too old for them. But they recommended Dear America, Love Mm -hmm. Thy Neighbor, The True Diary of Prudence Emerson. I think I read that, but maybe not. Ignore me. me. The End of the World and Beyond by Avi. And The Midwife's Apprentice by Cushman, which I really enjoyed. Oh, that one's so Another good. one I didn't put on here, if your kids like American Girl books, mm-hmm. um, Felicity. She was the one that uh, took place in the 1700s. Doesn't have anything to do with witchcraft, but just that time period of yep. pre-Revolutionary War, pre-independence. Yep. Um, sassy little redheaded lady. Yep. Saving horses everywhere. I had Felicity. You did. I did. No, my favorites. Who's the one for Molly, World War II? Did you have Molly? I didn't have any of the dolls, but I had the books. That was your favorite was Molly. Molly. And Felicity was your favorite? No, she wasn't. But (laughs) who was the one that I was gifted? Um, I think I liked Kirsten. That was the one. Because I really loved that. was my Swedish, yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite like time period, though. Like the Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yeah. She lost her friend on the Her friend died and they dropped her in the ocean. Oh. Like that kind Gosh, of real. Those that books did didn't dark. hold back. No. I mean, it's like American no. girl dolls. Mm-hmm. And, and then they're like, Addie was the first. So if we're talking about historical fiction, those Addie books are the first time I was really. Okay. Like, slavery. I understood that slavery had happened, but mm-hmm. it was the first time I understood what it really was or what it meant for the people who live. Like, I feel like historical fiction books should be read in history classes because you they can should. hear yeah. about it in these like relatable voices it should be i think that was my favorite yeah, time right. period to read about when i was a kid was like the civil war yeah era some adult read alikes i did the adult ones <laughs> this week too by the way i forgot to mention i used our handy dandy novelist tool so it's um free for troy card holders you just need to get to our database page click on n for novelist and we have two we have um novelist and then we have a novelist k to eighth grade so these were on that site um and some recommendations that i actually thought of um, for adults, uh, historical fiction, The Physic Book of Deliverance Dane 
by Howe, Tichuba of Salem Village by Petri, and Tichuba was a character from um, The Crucible mm-hmm. by Arthur Miller, which also made the list. And one nonfiction title I was telling Olivia that's been on my list to read for a while and I haven't got to is The Witches, Salem 1692 by Stacey Schiff. And what she does in that book is she analyzes the Salem witch trials, discerning the rules of women in the events, and trying to make sense of how how this could happen again in the world. So, um, mm. I have something to add. Also, too. is Hester from The Crucible? No, Hester Prine is uh, Scarlet Letter. Oh, Scarlet Letter! Darn that's it! Yeah, I was almost. I was thinking there's a uh, book coming out this fall. I'm really excited about called Hester. And it's like a reimagining, and we're going to get it. The library will get it. It sounds really good. It sounds amazing. So it's a a, like historical fiction about her, from her perspective. Yes, from her perspective. Cassie's going to be the first person to check it out and read it. It is. She likes historical fiction. I sure do. Naughty looking into other people's lives. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So Cassie, I feel like I was so excited to have you here. I maybe didn't let you talk. Oh my God. No, I loved it. I was so excited. Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org slash podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading.